0: A citizen victory against more taxpayer debt. It's January 26, 2024, and these are your headlines. Citizens are celebrating after a court sided with taxpayers this week on a constitutional amendment proposed all the way back in 2021 that would allow counties to issue more taxpayer-backed debt. In its ruling, the court set a rule ensuring voters are entitled to more information when proposals will impact taxpayers. This is huge. Now, a little bit of context. Proposition two, which passed with 63% of the vote back in 2021, would authorize counties to issue bonds, AKA taxpayer backed debt to fund infrastructure and transportation projects in underdeveloped unproductive or blighted areas and to use increases in property taxes from those areas to pay off the debt. This is known as tax increment financing and is a tool currently reserved for cities. Grassroots groups filed a lawsuit alleging the proposition to ballot language that was put before voters failed to comply with common law requirements and was substantially misleading because it neglected to inform voters the proposal involved debt and property taxes. Courts had previously ruled that ballot propositions must be described with, quote, such uh, definiteness and certainty that the voters are not misled but the Proposition 2 language only said it would allow counties to finance development neglected to mention debt or taxes. In 2011, voters defeated an identical proposition when the state used proper ballot language that discussed the impact the proposal would have on taxpayers. The lawsuit was brought by Texans Uniting for Reform and Freedom, Grassroots America, We the People, the True Texas Project, as well as the leaders of those three groups. While a lower court sided with those organizations, the state appealed the decision, leading to a hearing in the 7th District Court of Appeals in Amarillo earlier this month. we were there, we reported live from Amarillo. The state argued that the voters could never challenge language proposed by the legislature, saying that the Texas Constitution's separation of powers provision prohibited it. While a decision wasn't expected for months, on Thursday evening, last night, the Court of Appeals issued an opinion siding with taxpayers against the amendment. Now, the Proposition 2 ballot language approved by voters stated a constitutional amendment authorizing a county to finance the development or redevelopment of transportation or infrastructure in unproductive, underdeveloped, or blighted areas in the county. In its opinion, the court noted that that language was misleading. They said, as can be seen, nothing was said about how the development or redevelopment of transportation or infrastructure would be financed or who would fund it. Hidden from view was the ultimate responsibility for payment and its positioning over the voter's head like the sword of Damocles. The opinion went on, it gets better, to quote songs by the Beatles and Johnny Cash. They said, whether it be taxation without representation, or should 5% appear too small, be thankful I don't take it all, or there goes the shirt off my back, or I'm paying taxes, but what am I buying? Each exemplifies the perennial interest of the citizenry in protecting the fruits of their labor labor from expropriation by the government. No doubt a component of a constitutional amendment enabling the government to further appropriate money from one's pocket would be a chief feature of the proposal. It matters not whether the appropriation is certain or a likelihood, the risk of additional loss made possible by adoption of the amendment remains and it is a risk of historical and prime interest to the voting public. But the Court of Appeal, siding with the lower court, the Attorney General's office must now decide whether they will once again appeal the case to the Texas Supreme Court. It's happened again. Another state lawmaker has been caught portraying a false endorsement on their campaign material. On his campaign website's endorsements page, State Representative Drew Darby touts the endorsement of Governor Greg Abbott. Abbott, however, has endorsed against Darby in this election, instead supporting his challenger, Stormy Bradley. Instead, the quote comes from Abbott's endorsement of Darby back in 2022. Now, after Darby voted with Democrats against a school choice proposal, Abbott endorsed against him, as he has with several incumbent Republicans who opposed his top legislative priority, that is school choice. If this sounds familiar, Darby's not the only member who has used dated endorsements in their campaign material. State Representative Glenn Rogers was recently exposed as having multiple fake endorsements listed on his campaign website. After Texas Scorecard reported on the situation, Rogers took down his endorsements page. Texas Scorecard had notified Darby of the old endorsement page earlier this month, but no change has been made. And as of publishing, the endorsement is still standing. He's not commented on the endorsement. Are you worried about your kid's future? You should be. I'm Charles Blaine with Texas Tomorrow. This is a show where we're gonna talk about the issues and the people that are pushing the policies that concern your family, your home, and your kids. Catch Texas Tomorrow every Thursday. Now, a little bit of news inside the Republican Party of Texas. We officially have a race for who's going to lead the party. That vote takes place in the upcoming convention this summer in San Antonio. Currently, the chairman of the party is Matt Rinaldi, a former state representative. He's been the chairman of the party for a few years now. He was reelected by delegates when he was unopposed during the last convention in, I guess that would have been 2022. Well, now he's got an opponent and it comes from inside the party itself. Vice chair Dana Myers, who was also elected at that same convention, announced today during a TFRW, Texans Federation of Republican Women's meeting, that she will be seeking the position as well. Now, as we record this right now, uh, this is breaking. And so uh, we don't have exact statement from her on uh, why she's running for the position. But uh, Matt Rinaldi has put out a statement. I want to read that real quick. He said, the Texas GOP under my leadership is coming off of its strongest election performance since 2014 and has done more to challenge the Nikki Haley wing of the party than ever before. There are some people that want the party to revert back to being nothing more than a cheerleading society for the elected class. The grassroots won't let that happen. Now, it remains to be seen now that Vice Chair Dana Myers apparently will be giving up her Vice Chair position, who else went to the race to fill her spot and become Vice Chair? These are all questions that will be decided at, as I mentioned, the upcoming Republican Party of Texas convention. That'll take place in San Antonio this summer, where you'll have the chair, the vice chair, as well as members of the state Republican executive committee voted on. The party platform approved and legislative priorities determined. A lot's gonna happen. Texas Scorecard is gonna be there. That's this summer in San Antonio. You can check out more of today's stories at texasscorecard.com.